America has a pretty strong claim to the moral high ground. And you always hear about so many of the war heroes that helped do so many great things in those conflicts. However, there's one group of folks that often get ignored when you look at those conflicts and the real true war heroics, and that is dogs. And dogs have not only played a pivotal role in wars, but they've played a pivotal role in helping warriors readjust to life after they come home. And that's one of the reasons I was uh, so eager to chat with Liz Keller. She is founder of a chapter of Rescue Dogs, Rescue Soldiers, a phenomenal group. And on Independence Day, I can't think of a better group with a better mission that I would want to talk about and learn about than Rescue Dogs, Rescue Soldiers. Liz Keller, thanks so much for joining me on the radio. Oh, hi, thank you for inviting me. So, Liz, uh, tell folks about uh, about what you do. I-, I love Rescue Dogs, Rescue Soldiers, because you're really helping three different groups, all of whom need a significant amount of help. Tell people who you're helping and what you do. Right. Um, well, we've always worked with New York City Animal Care and Control as a New Hope partner, and we were always seeing, like, young mixed breeds, um, you know, go, getting surrendered about a year, year and a half, because they were too hyper or, you know, the owners couldn't really control them. And at the same time, we sort of um, started, I started hearing more and more about the need for veterans coming home from Iraq and Afghanistan with the PTSD, and they were having a lot of issues adjusting. And um, I watched a show um, that Oprah Winfrey had on with Tom Brokow and just talking about how people in his own town needed help and he wasn't even aware of it. So that sort of got the wheels turning and um, we put this organization together and it's been the most amazing um, time. We name our dogs once they're trained in honor of veterans who died in combat we get the family's permission and they have been so happy um, to be part of that. Um, we have a, a dogs that um, the, the families just love that their, their, their son or daughter's name is being used to help other veterans. And we match these dogs with the veterans. And I did not realize what an amazing bond um, would take place. Um, the veterans sometimes are kind of stoic. They're not that talkative, you know, because they don't want to let on that they really have serious issues. They're very strong individuals. And um, the dogs just bring in such a softer side. And once they're placed, we received a letter recently from a veteran that we placed a dog with. And um, he clearly stated that without his dog, he wouldn't be here today, and wow. that besides saving a dog, we saved his life, and wow. it was really amazing to hear that. So just help folks understand exactly what Rescue Dogs, Rescue Soldiers does. So you connect a dog with a returning veteran who may have an issue related to PTSD or some other issue, but um, where are these dogs coming from? Where are you getting the rescue dogs in the first place? Right. They're coming mostly from New York City Animal Care and Control, which has a high surrender rate. And um, some of the so dogs, these are, are dogs you know, are in taken, shelters. Right. Right. Shelter dogs. Yes. 
And then you, the, the dogs are actually trained, and this is part of the unique story of what you guys do, by whom? Uh, by myself and some of our staff. We usually start out with basic obedience, and we'll vis- we get referrals from the VA in the Bronx or in Albany, and once, or, you know, the veterans hear about what we do, and then we meet with them. We do a needs assessment in the home to make sure everybody's on board or if he's, if the veteran lives alone, you know, that we're not going to like add more stress to their lives. We want to make sure it's a good match. And then we usually have the dogs, they come and they meet them and the dogs pretty much select their uh, veteran. It's kind of wild. We had one dog that um, was with a veteran named Gavin and he came and we were meeting in a big room and all the dogs came in and, there was just not a connection. And then this one dog, Evie, came in, went right over and laid at his feet. And he's like, this is the dog. And they became an amazing team. And uh, that dog helped him so much. He suffered from night tremors. Um, he also had seizures. And she was trained to be by his side at all times and to alert his wife if he had a seizure and she wasn't in the room with him. If people are just tuning in, we're talking with Liz Keller. She works with Rescue Dogs, Rescue Soldiers. If you want to learn more about their group, maybe even make a donation, you can go to RescueDogsRescueSoldiers.org. That's RescueDogsRescueSoldiers.org. And, Liz, for people that might be thinking, okay, this sounds great, uh, connecting a dog that needs to be rescued with a veteran that needs some help, explain to folks exactly how Injured veterans, whether they're coming back from Iraq or Afghanistan or dealing with PTSD or whatever their issues might be, explain how the dogs actually help these veterans. Because I think maybe people that haven't known folks with PTSD may not be familiar with how a dog can actually help a veteran. Right. It depends on the individual veteran and what the needs are. But the dog just brings them a lot of comfort, security, keeps their focus on the dog so that if other things are going on in the environment that could cause them some problems, the dogs sort of help them cope with it. And there's just, um, what I love about it is, is just a natural connection that I can't put like words to it. It's just, the bond is just amazing. Um, the dogs sometimes, they don't even need a ton of training. As soon as they get paired up with the veteran, they sort of understand what the needs are and with the basic training. And then we work with the veteran in the home with the dog. It just starts to morph into one of the most amazing friendships and relationships I've ever seen. Uh, that's uh, outstanding. That's wonderful. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com frank bruno he's your numero uno now i isn't there an element of your work that also deals with teens that are in juvenile detention what is that yes we um we did a lot of programs at the detention centers we were the first group to have dogs on rikers island like several years ago we also currently work with 
Goshen Secure. And again, the dogs, when the program started, we worked with juvenile boys um, anywhere from like 15 to 20. And um, we had a lot of amazing things happen with that. When the dogs were brought in at Rikers, they actually lived in the unit for eight weeks and they were trained. Um, Goshen Secure, we do it more on a therapy dog uh, you know, premise where they go in and they work with them and play with them and we visit for several hours. But that was another amazing thing we had at Rikers groups that were never allowed to work together, different units get along. Um, the kids, the boys never wanted to cause any problem for the dogs. They never had any fights. They took the responsibility of caring for the dog um, very, very seriously. And, you know, some of these guys, you know, had committed some serious crimes um, and that, you know, we never worked with a violent offender, but, you know, they robbed someone or they stole a car. I mean, they were in trouble. And um, the amount of care and concern that they had for the shelter dogs blew us away. And there were a lot of similarities. The dogs that wound up going into the shelter, you know, had nowhere to live. Um, they came up to the upstate in a van. I mean, there were a lot of similarities as to how the boys were transported from New York City to upstate New York to live at these detention centers. So the bond there was amazing. And dogs, I mean, if you speak to any of the psychologists or, you know, the the people that took care of the boys, um, they just, you can't explain the connection. It's just another piece that is amazing once the dogs do their thing with the young boys. And that's another really rewarding um, piece. I even had a young man who contacted me a couple of weeks ago who was in my program seven years ago. And um, he's doing really well. He's never reoffended, but he works like as a waiter and he really wants to get back into working with the dogs. So we've got him connected with some of the major organizations in New York City to see if they could hire him. So the impact that these programs have on the young boys stayed with him. I was surprised he remembered. He remembered the dog's names. He remembered me. It was just really um, amazing that that program meant so much to him when he was incarcerated. Hey, uh, that is uh, well done, uh, Liz Keller. Hey, let me end with this, because I know you've spoken out in the press about this before. Occasionally, there'll be an issue in the news regarding a pit bull attack or someone bitten by a pit bull. Sometimes, in some cases, these attacks can be quite violent, and it always seems to spur a debate about whether pit bulls are um, inherently dangerous. Where do you come down on the question of pit bulls? There have even been calls to ban pit bulls in certain developments, certain communities, certain housing complexes. Where do you come down on the pit bull question, Liz? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the dogs we work with are pit mixes, and they are super sweet. I feel a lot of it has to do with how they're bred, how they're maintain because there are a lot of people, you know, that fight them or treat them poorly. So I have seen pit bulls that can become severely aggressive. So I'm not going to, but so can any other dog, shepherds and, you know, mixed breeds. So I think a lot of it has to do with the breeding. And there are so many good pits and pit mixes and they have a soul. Like that's why they connect really well with the soldiers. They just get it. 
as long as, you know, when we check all our dogs, we call them like bomb proof. We would never place a dog with a veteran that had any sign of any issue or aggression. And uh, in fact, one of our dogs, Tasha, who's a pit mix, she was the first dog on Rikers Island. And she qualmed a lot of the fears that the officers had ah. because right away they're like, if you're going to bring pit bulls in or the, are the uh, inmates going to start using them to hurt us? I mean, it, there is a lot of fear regarding that breed. So we try to go in as ambassadors of the breed to let people know that some of them, most of them, are extremely lovable, caring, want to please. So, but I will not say that every pit bull is a good pit bull because I've seen it. I've, you know, I've seen in the shelter environment, they can also. You know, they were bred to fight initially. Um, they can escalate their personality or temperament or behavior if they're put in a, in a crazy environment. So you really have to be careful how you house them in a shelter environment. And you just have to really do your due diligence to make sure that they are the best of the best. Liz Keller, we're going to have to end them. it there. I appreciate you taking the time and staying up late with us. Have a great Independence Day. Uh, thank you so much. You too. Thank you. And if people want to learn more about the work that uh, Liz and her group are doing, go to rescue dogs, rescue soldiers dot org.